0: Toyota Genuine Accessories, designed to integrate with your Toyota.
2: This is Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes Ooh. and Bryce Gibbs.
1: There he is, Bryce Gibbs, ready to go. Saturdays in SA, what a time to be alive. Not if you're a weather enthusiast. Um, conditions today, absolutely awful. Expecting some thunderstorms and more and more wet. But um, in terms of having fun, this is your place.
3: Oh, it certainly is, isn't it? <laughs> and do you know what? I'm very, very bullish. About today's show, Hazy. Really? Just, I reckon we've nailed this today.
1: Are you saying you've turned up in previous shows and you haven't been bullish?
3: No, I just reckon we've planned this really well this week. The topics we're going to talk about, Tommy Lyon in the background has been uh, working his backside off in the last 24, 48 hours. And I reckon we are going to have a ripping show.
1: This is um, just to paint a picture of how hard Tommy Lyon's been working behind the scenes. So obviously this is not a visual medium. This is purely auditory. I think that's how you say it, the year thing. Tommy, to dress this morning, came in and said, well, geez, how's things going at home, Tommy? Because he's got this sort of raggedy um, jumper on, which is covered in stains, like absolutely filthy. He's got these tracksuit pants on as well, which I'm not sure where he got them, but he got them from some sort of tip. And also he's got the Birkenstocks with socks over the top. I think the Birkenstocks are about four or five years old as well. He said, how are you going, Tommy? He said, yeah, good, thanks. Um haven't slept for a couple of days, just been preparing for the show. So that's what's happening behind the scenes. He's
3: really, really weathered this morning, isn't he?
1: He really has. And then sometimes you just get thrown a giant curveball. So Tommy goes, guess what, boys, a couple of days ago? Guess who we've got on the show? And I said, I don't know. Please tell me it's a comedy legend. He said, spot on. <laughs> Lawrence Mooney. We've got Lawrence Mooney on at 9.30 because he's got a show on at Her Majesty's Theatre tonight. And he said, look, he's available. Do we want to speak to him? I can make this happen. We said, bloody oath.
3: Actually, my response was... Who's Lawrence Moon? Yeah, that was an interesting <laughs> response.
1: We both ganged up on you after that for a little you while and said, why did. don't you Google him, mate? <laughs> Stop Googling yourself and Google Lawrence Moon and see what he's all about. And um, We thought that's going to be really fun. A comedian on there. We'll get him to do Malcolm Turnbull. He's so good at that. He's very, very funny. And then we casually get a message. Tommy gets a message about five minutes ago saying Malcolm won't be on because he's tired and he's sleeping in. <laughs>
3: let come back to bed. <laughs> awesome. oh.
1: So there you go. That's throwing a bit of a curveball. Um, but what it does do it gives, gives us an opportunity to read and at least try and get through all the texts
3: well that's been uh, an issue over the last probably month hasn't it, it on, on this show the amount of text flowing in uh, on the text line sometimes we just don't have time to read them all yeah time flies when you're having fun and <laughs> We'll endeavour our best to, uh, to get them all out today though.
1: It's frustrating because a lot of the times on a Saturday at 10, 10.35 I'm going through some of these texts and they're great. And I just want, oh man, I don't think they're timeless because they're so in the moment because we like to live in the moment and have fun. So I wonder, if should I be writing them down, reading them out next week? But a week's too long and they sort of expire by then. But a fresh opportunity now to get involved by the text line oh four two seven one five four one double six. A bad game last night for the Crows. The Brisbane Lions in short. Far too good. So it wasn't one that slipped away. Brisbane are a better side.
3: Yeah, they uh, they flexed their muscles big time, didn't they? The the Brisbane Lions. and uh, they they dominated the play for most of the day and and probably the the stat that summed it all up. When you when you're dominating a game like that and then you're winning the tackle count as well, uh, I think that uh, paints a picture that uh, you've had a good day at the office. So mm. uh, we you know the Crows have obviously still had a very good year. Uh, made. Made the pre- prelim again, uh, but uh, have, have fallen short.
1: I mean, if you want to put it into context, that's a, uh, a premiership and a prelim final in the same year. Yes. So very good, uh, very good 2022 for the Crows and the AFLW. We'll, we'll uh, dissect that game this morning as well. Look, you're a bit of a, a soccer, and I know this is how much of an enthusiast you are. When I say soccer, you kind of get angry because it's football in your language. Let's say that you're a, a world game expert and you're going to give us a big old World Cup preview.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean I, I do follow it a little bit where I can, uh, and I wouldn't say I'm an expert hazy, but uh, yeah, I've put a little a little preview together. We'll talk about some of uh, we'll talk about the teams in each group, um, some potential teams who I think will advance through to the finals, maybe uh, a golden Boot winner, an overall winner, um, and maybe a surprise a team that might surprise and a team that might flop
1: in uh, in this year's World Cup. Nothing better than a World Cup at any level, I mean it doesn't matter what sport it is if it's a cricket World Cup if it's a soccer World Cup, anything I mean the Rugby League World Cup, I'm enjoying that at the moment, so we're about to see Australia you would expect demolish Samoa, in saying that it was you who informed me not long ago that Samoa actually knocked off England to get to the final I said what the hell's going on here? And it turns out Samoa is actually stacked, they've got uh, Luai, they've got Brian Toto and some of these players are dominating the NRL so it's going to be very very intriguing but the point of what I'm trying to say is World Cup moments. There's some absolutely special ones across the journey. We want to get you involved this morning via the text line 0427 154 And, of course, you can call us 1300 736, 736. Your favourite World Cup moments could be any sport across the journey.
3: And we can say, uh, obviously, winning moments and, and big moments, but also controversial moments as Ooh, well. Oh, so yes. Plenty of that. It doesn't
1: have to be um, just all, all great winning moments in World Cups. And I think that... The thing that's taken the gloss off the T20 World Cup is the immediate international schedules for all these teams straight after. When you think of a World Cup, you think, well, that's going to be a big solid break between international sporting fixtures after that. So I think that kind of takes a little bit of the shine and the prestige of winning the T20 World Cup when, just a few days later, England have to front up again.
3: Yeah, and that... They weren't too happy about it, were they? No. no
1: I swear Joss Butler was still hung over.
3: They must have uh, cut their celebration short, and they weren't happy with it. But do you know what? Well, the Aussies certainly took advantage of it Take and it uh, managed to get a W over, uh, over the Poms a couple of days ago.
1: Just on that as well, how good to see Travis ahead get some form. So he had 69. Steve Smith was – that was just a beautiful knock. Find me a false shot that he played in that. It weren't too many.
3: No, I think, I think he came out and said he might have changed a few things mm. uh, in his batting technique there, which uh, it certainly worked. Uh, so hopefully he can keep that form up uh, in the upcoming summer.
1: Yep, absolutely. Um, so there you go, the Aussies doing well. In saying that, they probably should have won a uh, beat England when uh, a lot of their stars weren't there because they were off preparing for a test series. But still, we will take a win, and we absolutely love seeing Travis Head uh, and any South Australian do very well. Good to see Alex Carey in there as well. Uh, Darcy Fogarty is signed on as well. Very good news for the Crows.
3: Yeah, it certainly is there. He uh, had a bit of a, a jump this year, didn't he? He took his game to another level. And we, uh, we certainly saw glimpses of it uh, since he was drafted to the Crows in terms of what he was capable of. And he sort of strung it all together a bit more consistently in 2022. So uh, the Adelaide Crows have uh, got his signature. And uh, it just adds to that forward line for the next three or four years. It's looking pretty potent, isn't it?
1: I think I can absolutely say confidently that Darcy Fogarty was one of probably a few, a few across the league breakout players of 2022. Like this was, this was a huge year for Darcy Fogarty. It was, wasn't make or break because he was still on contract. So he was still going to be on a list, but I mean, if it didn't go, if it had gone the way some of his previous years had gone, where they were genuinely going, we don't know what position he is. He started off as a forward and he burst onto the scene. Um, And then he had stints, particularly in the sample where he played almost half a season down back.
3: And in the midfield,
1: and in the midfield, yep. they're like, "Oh, I could be this, you know, bustling Dustin Martin, really powerful type." Uh, and he's found his way back into the forward line, and absolutely doing um, what he's capable of doing. And saying that as well, it all depends as well with someone like Darcy Fogarty on what sort of service he's getting. So when you inject someone like Jordan Dawson and a few others who are starting to use the ball really, really well, uh, Rory Led had an even cleaner season. And some of these other types will punch it into him.
3: Rochelle as well. We saw his skill set. Yep. Especially early uh, in the the year last year. But so, yeah, you're spot on. And there was a bit of pressure starting to mount uh, on Darcy Fogarty. Some of the fans were getting a little bit uneasy that uh, his development uh, wasn't quite trending in the right direction. But uh, after probably a slow couple of games to start the year, he certainly got it together and and produced consistently uh, a high performance and, and... really just shut his critics up
1: i think and you played some footy with him so give us an insight into his personality he's a fan favorite because i think people can really connect with the fact that what you see is what you get and he's a good solid country boy from lucendale i think there's no i'm just gonna say this i don't think there's any shit about him like he's straight down the line he's to the point and you just look at him and the way that he plays and the way that he interacts and you can just tell that his teammates love him.
3: Yeah, you're he, spot on. A, a really great country lad. Uh, had a bit of a connection. He was a Glenelg junior as well. So um, oh, when he come in, he no fuss, uh, no filter. Um, likes a bit of a gag too. He's a bit of a, bit of a trickster uh, in the locker room as well. But um, yeah, it, it did take him a couple of years to work out what professional sport was all about and, and the standards that he needed to set. And I think... I think, too, he, he worked out he needed to get a bit fitter, a mm. bit stronger, and he certainly went and, and worked hard. But uh, he's certainly obviously going to be a very good player for years to come, but he's the sort of bloke that you want around your footy club and, and in the locker rooms because he's great for that, uh, that, that space.
1: Yeah, I don't know what he's like in the weights room, but if he can't squat nearly 200, then I'm not here.
3: He's got big, big thighs, doesn't he? Yeah, got big thighs, big he's glutes. got big glutes, yep. he's got big everything. Yeah, and I think he might be one of those players that he, he needs to be careful in the gym because if he does too many, he right. might blow up too much and become too heavy. I certainly know there's some some uh, players in the comp, you know, the, the Patrick Cripps of the world, you you Josh Kennedy's from Sydney who who are on a pretty limited weights program because uh, any sign of looking at weights, they would just uh, put on uh,
1: muscle really quickly. Who's the, who's the bloke I'm thinking of as well? Help me out. 0-4-2-7-1-5-4-1-6. I reckon he played probably over 200 games. Used to do the kickouts, played for Geelong. He was a... Hunt. Josh Hunt. Josh Hunt. Oh, my God. He was a beast. <laughs> so he would, <laughs> he would have been that bloke with like, Josh, no weights for you today. Mate. Because if you do a full session and you start to really go for your weights, um, you might put on two or three <laughs> kilos of lean muscle. Yeah.
3: Some blokes just uh, just look at weights and, and get bigger. So Josh Hunt was a machine. <laughs> he was. He kicked it beautifully too.
1: <laughs> Poor ball didn't know it hit it as well. When Josh Hunt's throwing that sort of leg at it, he'd nearly pop a ball. Yeah, he did.
3: He did. But some of the the kicks he'd go for, you wouldn't even imagine going for it. You'd look at him and be like, nah, I'm 3% (laughs) chance to hit that. But he would just look at it and go whack.
1: Hey, can you hit that centimetre perfect kick that's 70 metres away? Well, I'm going to go for it. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. What about this as well in terms of, I mean, we're going to hear your comprehensive, unbelievable, (laughs) award-winning World Cup preview very, very soon, but... It's very, very controversial that it's even at Qatar, uh, but the fact now that they have banned alcohol as well is—I oh mean, it's not a deal breaker, unless you're talking to me. And it is alcoholic beer will be banned at Qatar's World Cup stadiums in an 11th-hour U-turn by organisers. Do they want this to be the shittest World Cup of all time? Like, what, what is going on? Like, there's already signs that to suggest, and obviously, there's a lot going on over there uh, that this is going to be absolutely chock-a-block full of controversy. This obviously isn't as controversial as some of the uh, human rights aspects that are happening and bubbling away behind the scenes. But it's just another element to make sure that probably, as it stands right now, I don't want to be a negative Nelly, but as it stands, we're probably going to walk away at the end of this World Cup and be like, oh, yeah. Um, let's hope it's never at Qatar again. <laughs> yeah, or Qatar, rather.
3: Yeah, and it's sad because uh, it's obviously one of the, the biggest events in world sport. Uh, and if you, it would be all right for for us sitting on the couch at home watching it, Hazy. We can uh, have an alcoholic beverage, and enjoy the games. But uh, yeah, if you're heading over there, especially you're gonna have people obviously coming from all over the world to to go to the World Cup, and uh, if if they enjoy beverage watching the the football, Hazy, mm. the, uh, they're gonna be uh, let down.
1: Mm. In a statement, soccer's governing body said following discussions between host country authorities and FIFA. A decision has been made to focus the sale of alcoholic beverages on the FIFA Fans Festival, other fan destinations and licensed venues, removing sales points of beer from Qatar's FIFA World Cup 2022 stadium perimeters. Major World Cup sponsor Budweiser was to have sold beer within the ticketed perimeter of each of the eight stadiums three hours before and one hour after each game. And there was reports that the prices were going to be astronomical. But now you can't even buy that hundred dollar beer.
3: Yeah, um, and I, we did a preseason camp in Qatar, Doha, uh, a few years ago now with uh, with Carlton, and uh, yeah, there was it was forbidden. Alcohol was forbidden, not just because we were on a preseason camp, but uh, it's
1: probably a good place to go for a preseason. Just
3: in the country in general. So, I think there were there were special venues that had special licences that uh, that could provide alcohol. Um, but, yeah, they, they take it pretty seriously. If you're mm. caught, too, like, the ramifications are, are quite significant.
1: Yes, just like my house. <laughs> ramifications. Uh, shortly after the news broke, Budweiser's official account tweeted, well, this is awkward. <laughs> and then the tweet was quickly deleted. And on that as well, is Twitter about to shut down? What's going on? Yeah, there's... Uh, are you seeing all that
3: stuff? There's a lot of uh, murmurs happening That's in that uh, space.
1: Elon Musk, who is just... Mad he, as a cut snake. He's laid
3: a, off all the employees at Twitter mm. for a week. Like, what for?
1: Oh, because he's just trying to prove a point. I don't know what the point is, but come on, mate. You got all the money in the world. Just relax. This is bigger.
3: This is bigger than you.
1: Mm. It just feels like a just, bloke who's really trying to compensate for something that's not as long as or thick as it should be. Just a power move. You know it? what I mean? Just mm. a power move. Interesting times. Uh, and also as well, would you go to a event if you are a bit of a beer enthusiast and drink a non-alcoholic beer because drinking non-alcoholic beer and I'm not about putting yourself in a position where you're too inebriated but I just feel like drinking non-alcoholic beer is like going on a date with a robot <laughs> yeah. although like it's not quite the same is it
3: there is uh, in England they, they do look at the schedule and schedule the big rivalry games and they put them at midday for that reason because it cuts down the hours that the supporters can it's less time for them to drink oh, so, does it so now. when they get to when they get to the stadium sure? They're, yeah, <laughs> they're not so rowdy and want to start punching on like we see regularly over in the UK Classic. and in the European leagues that uh, the fans don't really like each other
1: no they don't so you think there's issues during a showdown in Adelaide you go over uh, between some of the EPL games and I mean, just quickly question without notice, who are the famous e p l sides who have got crazy supporters am i am I right in saying west Ham
3: uh well, I mean it's not like it used to be I mean back you know twenty thirty years ago it was it was pretty serious, and the firms used to you know meet up before or post a game and just go toe to toe and it was virtually last man standing unbelievable. sort of set up uh but yeah there's still there's still cases where the away side has to go in an hour and a half before everyone else, get locked <laughs> locked in a section, and then wait around for an hour and a half post the game until everyone's gone so that they can get uh, escorted out safely, Hazy. So it still goes on a little bit. Um, not so much in the UK, I don't think, but there's still some, some uh, European leagues that uh, can get, if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, it can get pretty hairy.
1: There you go. Like Hindley Street on steroids. Absolutely.
3: Maybe that's where uh, old mate Moons was... Uh, that's why, that's why he can't come in for a chat this morning because oh. he's uh, he was with the Gremlins on Hindley Street last night. Needs, uh, needs a few more hours sleep before his show at, uh, tonight.
1: Come on, Lawrence. A bit tired this morning. It's bloody 9.30. We've got you on. Come on. <laughs> Giving him a sleeping. <laughs> what last night? Uh, doing thanks to our good friends at Toyota. This morning, Toyota Genuine Accessories engineered for optimum performance, working with the vehicle as an integrated system uh, and don't forget about uh, Studio Lumo. That's where we're at this morning. One King, William Street. We are powered by Luma Energy SA. Bryce Gibbs' award-winning, exclusive World Cup preview coming up next on Saturdays in SA. Good morning.
0: Toyota Genuine Accessories, designed to integrate with your Toyota. This is
2: Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs.
1: Yes, and just on that as well, Toyota Genuine Services ensures your Toyota vehicle receives expert car and attention from our trained technicians looking forward to the Soccer World Cup. So we thought, you know what, why don't we bring in the big dogs for some expert analysis? This is where Bryce Gibbs really, really shines. Take it away, my friend. All right, so
3: uh, how good? The World Cup is finally upon us. And uh, the, some of the games are on at reasonable times. So uh, if you're keen on the world sport, or the world game rather, uh, you're going to be in for a treat. So bear with me here. If you're not a soccer or football enthusiast, uh, you can tune out for the next five, six, ten minutes because uh, bear with no. me here. I'm going to go into a little bit in depth there.
1: Keep it on. Keep it on, I reckon. So
3: let's start. A <laughs> bit of a... Um, uh, preview here. So some teams are going to find in their group stages they'll progress a little bit easier. So a couple of the bigger teams, Brazil and Argentina, find themselves in uh, some easier groups than some other teams. So France, we know, uh, are or the reigning World Cup champions. Denmark, Spain, and Germany are in the same group as well. So it's going to be a bit tricky for some of the uh, some of the other big countries. But uh, let's start with Group A. The teams: the Netherlands, Senegal, Ecuador, and Qatar. The, the host nation for this year's World Cup. Um, I think the Netherlands, uh, they appear to be the strongest team in Group A. Uh, they've got uh, talent all all over the pitch, but uh, their defence um, with Virg- Virgil van Dijk, Liverpool uh, centre-back, he'll, uh, he'll provide a rock in defence, and they should be able to, to get through pretty easily. So um, the Dutch, though, uh, they're, they're my smokies for... For the world cup they're yep. gonna they're gonna be big improvers i think so they should take care of group a in group b we've got england the usa wales and iran uh england are clear-cut favorites to to advance uh through group b um harry kane he'll be in contention for the the golden boot he's uh he's in really good form along with with england they've uh they won Eight of their their ten matches leading into qualifying for this World Cup. So, mm. in uh, from a national point of view, they're they're in really good form, and uh, and have have a lot of good players. But uh, with Reese James and Ben Chilwell, from uh, both from Chelsea, actually, they're uh, they're out with injury. So, their defence um, cops a little bit of a hit. But uh, I still expect them to um, to progress, or will we'll go through uh, from top of Group B. Group C, we've got Argentina, Mexico, Poland, and Saudi Arabia. So Argentina, Argentina, Argentina will be too good for for Group C. It's simple as that. Lionel Messi, yep, one of the greatest players to ever play.
1: He's good at soccer.
3: The World Game. Uh, this is going to be his last World Cup, so you can expect him to be ready to go, mm-hmm. uh, and he'll want to want to go out in style. Uh, not too many. Um, challenges in this group, although Mexico have found that in the last three or four um, World Cups they've progressed well into the into the final sixteen, so they they're probably the second team that that will go through in that group. But Argentina, no worries. Group D: France, Denmark, Tanzania, and Australia. Our Australian team, um, France, the reigning World Cup champions, uh, might. Everyone's expecting them to, to do well still, but um, they're not going to get it as easy as they, they would have liked. Denmark are, are a really good side and, mm. and can trouble them in this group.
1: Combined uh, value of the soccer players in France, yes. 1.6 billion, solid. Yes,
3: we went through that. And um, it's interesting that Group D uh, will eventually match up with the, the winner of Group C, which which are Argentina. So if France actually do get through, which we expect them to do still, they've got plenty of talent, um, few injury clouds um, over Kareem Benzema, though, who, who won the Bell and D award not too long ago. Uh, he's been struggling for for Real Madrid and uh, he's had an injury crowd over him the last couple of weeks. But uh, so that, that could hurt France's chances a little bit, but they're still stacked, still expect them to, to progress. But uh, they could find themselves running into Argentina, which, uh, which would be uh, obviously an amazing game to watch. But uh, they, they find themselves in a hard draw. Group E, we've got Spain, Germany, Costa Rica and Japan. This is another one, two two giant countries in Spain and Germany uh, in the same group. Um, I think Germany will progress in the top of of this group um, purely off the fact that a lot of their players play for Bayern Munich and they've got a lot of team chemistry uh, and have got one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Um, So Germany to top... Group E, we go to Group F. We've got Belgium, Croatia, Canada, and Morocco. Belgium and Croatia have got high expectations leading into into this World Cup. Croatia was a surprise last year, made made the final, fell short to France. Um, they'll be around the mark, but I think Belgium will be the winner of this group. Group G: Brazil, Switzerland, Serbia, and Cameroon. Um, Brazil should just get this. Get through this group on talent alone. They are absolutely stacked. I think they're the favourites to to win this World Cup and uh, are in very good form as well. So they should go without go through without a problem. Uh, group H: Portugal, Uruguay, South Korea, and Ghana. And this is uh, this is a, an interesting group. Most of these teams uh, are pretty dangerous. Obviously, Portugal, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, with all the controversy we've seen him over the last couple of days with Manchester United. How is that going to affect his preparation uh, for Portugal and Uruguay uh, are stacked as well with uh, Suarez, Cavani, um, and and many more. And I think I'm gonna I'm gonna tip um, Uruguay to to go through at the top of this group um, and upset Portugal. I just think they're a little bit uh, disrupted at the moment leading leading into this World Cup off the back of the Cristiano Ronaldo situation. So. They're, they're your groups they're they 're the teams that I think will progress uh, in the top of each group uh hazy and it 's hard I know brazil i think are favorites to go through here um, but they 're also my my tip to win the world cup this year i don 't like picking picking the favorite but um, they haven 't had a huge success uh in in world Cups of recent years and, and haven 't won a, a world Cup for a while, but I just think with with Neymar in the side, he's obviously a huge X factor. One of the best players in the world, and and they've obviously got huge amount of talent in in every position in in this side. So Brazil are my are my pick. I think the top goal scorer for the tournament will be Harry Kane from England. Um, I think they they won't get past. Uh, I think they'll make it through to the, the round of 16, then it'll be iffy whether they make it through there. But I think they've got a bit of an easier draw uh, and with the, the supply that he'll get, he, he's the, the main man up front and I think he'll be netting uh, plenty of goals in this tournament. So he's my, my tip for the top goal scorer, The Golden Ball Award, which is the the player of the tournament. Um, we saw Luka Modric win it last year when uh, he took Croatia to, to the final. Um, I just think... This being his, this man's last World Cup, Lionel Messi, Argentina have got a, a pretty good draw as well, and they they may run run into France uh, in the finals. But I think Messi will set himself a, a big big World Cup campaign. Uh, my flop for the tournament is France. Ooh. So I mentioned before Benzema's uh, injury cloud leading into into this year's World Cup. No Paul Pogba and no Kante through the midfield, defensive midfield. I think that just really hurts them in, in their lineup. So I think with high expectations, they're the, the reigning World Cup champions. I think they might struggle a bit, uh, and especially against our, our Australian team in their group as well, um, who nearly beat them in uh, in the World Cup uh, four years ago. Uh, took a, a Paul Pogba last, I think it was a 70-minute goal, to, to get him over the line. And as I mentioned earlier, my surprise uh, for this year's World Cup, uh, the Dutch, the Netherlands. So uh, there you go. There's my uh, preview for uh, the 2022 World Cup in Qatar.
1: There you go. Once every four years, you get some good solid work out of Bryce Gibbs. Um, There's a nice little preview for the World Cup. You've got the Netherlands, Smokies, although you think Brazil's going to win. And I have picked Australia to win. (laughs) <laughs> no, I haven't. I'm not that silly. <laughs> uh, but there you go. Uh, feedback, 0427 154 166. And what your best World Cup moments as well. It doesn't just have to be the World Game. It could be any. Uh, Dave sent through an outstanding text. We'll get to these uh, after 9 o'clock. And saying that, we're hard-pressed against the news, so let's get into the newsroom.
2: This is Saturdays in SA. With Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs.
1: Yes, good on you for tuning in. No doubt, trust you are having a reasonably good time, particularly off the back of that uh, Soccer World Cup preview for Bryce Gibbs. If you didn't know, now you do. Because, I mean, that's all the information I need. I'm going to put a lot of money on Brazil to win and a lot of money for the Netherlands to be Smokies and a lot of money on um, Australia not to win.
3: I'm out of breath, I, I'll tell you that much. I'm sick of my, uh, the sound of my own voice now after that. You can have a
1: little bit of a nap if you want. Yeah. That was outstanding stuff. Uh, speaking of outstanding things, Toyota Genuine Accessories, engineered for optimum performance, working with the vehicle as an integrated system. Uh, look, the weather is awful today. We're expecting more showers and a possible thunderstorm. Nonetheless, let's do this.
2: And <sighs> South Australia round around k Australia. What's on
4: in SA? <laughs>
1: Alright, give us some ideas. What can we get up to across Adelaide today? As part of our what's on. Um, Alright Gibsy, what have you got? Uh, what, 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 give us an opportunity.
3: There's plenty on today actually. The Harvest Rock is on today. And tomorrow at Rymel and King Rodney Parks, featuring a massive lineup in Adelaide with Jack White. It's his only show in Australia actually. Crowded House, the Black Crows, Groove Mata, Sam Fender, the Lumineers, Tones and I. And the Avalanches, plus many
1: more. Wow, that's a good lineup, too, by the way. You'd be a
3: Lumineers man, I reckon.
1: Name me three Lumineers songs. And you can't say ho-hey. Oh, uh, ho-hey?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can't. They've only got one song. That's okay, though. That's okay. Very, very good life. Yeah, that certainly is. Um, Climb's Trade Center at Regency Park has the best taken prices. This is a nice little text as well, just to um, steer us in the right direction. It says: Forget the Oz Asia Fest today, Gibbsy. Yeah, <laughs> because where's your Asia plug, by the way? No, nah, it's out.
3: They're we'll done. start plugging
1: it for next They're year. They're finally finished. <laughs> Get around the Croatian Festa at Jepps Cross, the Croatian Sports Centre, all day slash night, plenty of food, beverages, a lot of planning from hardworking volunteers. Nice. Experience a bit of culture, Croatian style. Yeah. Don't That's mind what you that. do. Like you mentioned as well, they made their World Cup final last time around. They'd be very optimistic that they can do something special again this World Cup.
3: Well, yeah, they certainly were the surprise packet. So uh, if you're uh, following them in again this year, get down to the little Croatian festival.
1: Mm, Love a little Froth and Fury Fest, a uniquely handcrafted heavy alternative underground music and beer extravaganza. If there's anything that goes... I mean, talk about a solid combination, heavy rock music and beer, showcasing the best hard edge punk rock and alternative live bands alongside some of our finest beers held at Pirate Life Brewing in Port Adelaide. Pirate Life, if you've been down there as well this brewery, it is just epic. You won't want to leave if you go down there. It's really, really cool.
3: Yet to uh, yet to visit Pirate Life, but we uh, should go
1: down there and have a bit of a responsible session.
3: I'll uh, I'll add it to the bucket list.
1: Hmm. Absolutely. Race to Morphville as well from eleven a.m. could be a little bit soggy underfoot for the horses, but hopefully they all have a good time, do their best, and there's no injuries.
3: We can only hope. For <laughs> the can best, can we?
1: <laughs> exactly right. Climate's Trade Centre at Regency Park has the best taken prices, what you need and when you need it. Uh, keep the text coming through in terms of your best World Cup moments. Could be across any sports. Doesn't just have to be for the Soccer World Cup. Uh, we'll get to Dave's text very, very soon. And, of course, you can call us throughout the morning up until 10.30. The number is 1300 736 736. Coming to you from SENSA's Studio Lumo, One King, William Street. We are powered by Lumo Energy SA this morning.
2: This is Saturdays in SA. With Andrew Hayes and
1: Bryce Gibbs. Well, welcome back. Top 24 across Adelaide today is going to be some showers and a possible thunderstorm. Some really, really good texts coming through as well. We put out the uh, call before Gibbsy via the text line, said, "Look, give us your best World Cup moments. Doesn't even have to necessarily be about a soccer World Cup. Could be any sport across the board for a World Cup." Love this one from our good mate Dave. He said, "Cannot wait for the World Cup next week. Set the alarms. Gives me goosebumps." My favourite moment, the Tim Cahill Brace versus Japan in 2006. The 3-1 group stage match win. How good. Long one from Neil and Kawaguchi doesn't get to this. And the ball's going in. Australia score for the first time ever in the World Cup Finals. And the name is Tim
2: Cahill.
1: Tim Cahill just, I mean, put himself on such a pedestal after... Representing Australia. So we loved Tim Gale and everything he did playing in the APL, etc. But just the way that he went about it, uh, the iconic celebrations, what he did for the Socceroos, making them so relevant inside that World Cup stage, etc. was just so beautiful to watch for Australian sport.
3: He was a, a marvel, wasn't he? Uh, and that, yeah, that, that brace against, would you say Japan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, spectacular. And that, that volley. That he that he hit against, it might have been the Netherlands, actually. Mm. They crossed it over, he's just gone whack on the left foot, I think it was, hit in the top corner, ran straight to the, the flag in the corner, signature, boxing, left, right, jab, uppercut.
1: Yep. Flag did not, flag did not see it coming.
3: Gets you up and about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If that doesn't get you up and about, then I guess you're a corpse. Uh, This text, what about 1995? A 20-year-old Jonah Lomu steamrolled England with four tries, announced himself onto the scene, destroying every man who got in his way. Just redefined what a winger could actually be in rugby. It was Jonah Lomu. It was always supposed to be, you know, sort of speedy, nippy little guy. who was quicker than everyone else. Then all of a sudden a bloke uh, turned up who could quite easily fit in as a front rower, but also he's lightning quick. Oh, the poor outside backs. Imagine being some of the outside backs back in the day when if you're either the fullback, last line of defence, or the wingers, and you see Jonah Lumming on the side there going, that guy is as big as the back three of some of the opposition's put together.
3: And it's scary when when he was only 20 years old too. Mm, Ridiculous.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep, he was a machine. What do you got, Gibbsy? Uh,
3: Where do you want me to start? I I reckon you start with... uh, uh, Mm. Oh, actually, no, I'm I'm, going to keep it uh, World Cup. Yep. World Cup. I'm going to stay... I'm going to say, what about the... uh, the goat, yeah, Maradona, yes, the old uh, hand of God. Ooh. Yeah, Maradona just walked away from Huddle. Hodge, and
1: Maradona. They're appealing for offside. The ball came back off the foot of Steve Hodge, and Maradona gives Argentina the lead. The England players protesting to the referee. Don't worry, nothing would have changed today. VAR would have somehow stuffed that up as well.
3: <laughs> yeah, but when uh, when we look back at that incident, that was probably the, the biggest the biggest thing in World World Cup, especially from a, from a football point of view.
1: Yeah, spot on. It was massive.
3: They're still talking about it. It uh, it it'd go down in one of what it would it is the biggest moment so far in in World Cup World Cup history.
1: Yes, so that's one of those unbelievable moments. It was clear handball. Yeah, absolute clear handball. Clear handball as well. But we'll stay on the World Cup. We will stay
3: on the World Cup, and um, Zinedine Zidane from France, obviously another legend, iconic of the the sport. In his last World Cup, decided to go out with a bang, and in the final against uh, Italy, I think it was, just decided to uh, throw his head around. Hazy. <laughs> oh, wow!
1: Marco Materazzi gets crushed. Are done. Just a solid little headbutt to the sternum.
3: He wasn't headbutting the ball.
1: No, he wasn't. Oh, that was an unbelievable moment as well. And even back then, the, what do you call it, the memes and the gifs from that? I mean, that probably started a new generation, didn't it?
3: It certainly did. And and they were red-hot favourites from memory uh, in that game. And they capitulated uh, and they, they lost that game. And, yeah, the back end of... Uh, That game. That's when that moment happened. So not only did France capitulate, uh, so did Zinedine Zidane.
1: All right, uh, outstanding stuff. Give us a nomination: oh four two seven one five four one double six. Doesn't matter which sport it is. Your favourite World Cup moment? I'll give you one. Herschel Gibbs drops the World Cup, and Steve's War survives and absolutely gives it to him in nineteen ninety nine. So, having suffered a poor start to their run chase, skipper Steve War Ricky Ponting battled hard before War flicked a delivery from Lance Klusner. Oh, wasn't he an iconic character in the year in the 34th? The first over. Gibbs barely had to move at mid wicket. He was one of the best fielders in international cricket. Although he initially took the ball cleanly, it slipped from his grasp as he attempted to throw it up in celebration. You wouldn't read about it. That's how she's got it. it. I don't believe it. That's unbelievable. He was throwing it up. He thought he had it. It was a little lollipop. And the man who did so well with the bat has taken his eye off the ball, and the ball has just dribbled out of his fingers. He was about to throw it up. Unbelievable stuff. So, Steve Waugh went on to make an unbeaten 120. Seaside uh, to a three-wicket win. It also set up a pre-clash in the semifinals. Um, and famously, Steve Waugh sledged to Herschel Gibbs afterwards whilst he was still batting. You've just dropped the World Cup. How good. <laughs> brilliant. How good's I, a, how good's a sledge, sledge from a batsman to the fielder? <laughs>
3: And he had it, too. He had it in his hands. Yeah. The celebration cost him. And, you know, he's my second cousin.
1: Is that right? Yeah, yeah. There is a relation there. Herschel Gibbs. Herschel Gibbs. There you go. Hopefully uh, you had nothing to do with his little match-fixing scandal back in the day. Uh,
3: No, did I mention that he's not my second cousin?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just a fluke. Uh, Let's stay on some cricket then. Ricky Ponting, 2003. Australia became just the second nation to successfully defend the World Cup, thanks largely to their skipper, Ricky Ponting punter smashed four boundaries eight sixes on the way to a massive score of 140 not out from just 121 balls Glenn McGrath caught and bowled Sachin Tendulkar in the first over in his run chase which effectively ended India's chances Ricky Ponting was on fire and gosh we love him for
2: well, That's nicely timed for Ponting That's a superb stroke there He goes again the result the same this is even bigger It's out of here
0: this one that's good footwork. and
4: He didn't actually try to hit it too hard. But he
1: won't
2: be
3: required if such
1: shots are played. It's a meaty blow. I love it how we're, what we're, we expect now from aggressive batsmen in white ball format is to be going at almost a minimum of 200% in terms of strike rate. So Ricky pointing to hit 140, effectively if 120 balls were like, he just went ballistic. The bloke, You'd almost have to put a hose onto him to put him out. He was on fire. <laughs> yeah,
3: it was one of the the great knocks, wasn't it? And uh, he could get in those zones, couldn't he, old Ricky Ponting? Once he had his eye in, he was certainly hard to get out. And that that was one of many amazing innings that he had uh, in World Cup
1: cricket for Australia. Mm, there you go. Give us a nomination. What do you got? Oh four two seven one five four one double six. Uh, the best World Cup moments. In saying that as well, two thousand and five, of course, when Australia got themselves into their first World Cup. Iconic uh, moment for Australian football. I've got themselves back into it. Um, Let's relive what was happening in 2005 from a sports point of view. What were you doing? Uh, All the trends. What was playing on your radio in terms of music? 2005, can you remember back then? 2005 in short, when you were getting ready to start your career as an AFL footballer. Year 12,
3: 2005? I was in year Year 11 11 in 2005. Mm. Uh, It was a good year. I made my debut for Glenelg that year. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Ran around against you, probably.
1: Uh, 2005, no, I didn't get there until 2006. Okay. Remarkably as well, what, you played a full season of league football as a 17-year-old in 2006. Correct me if I'm wrong, but came third in the best and fairest?
3: I did. Mm. They're doing your homework. Mm. And I was spewing too because, and it's still the rules today, state, underage footy takes priority over any form of football. So, so you missed some games. So I missed about four games in that year. So
1: you're saying you definitely would have won the best and fairest? Probably would have
3: won it. No, nah, Brett Backwell won the, uh, the the best and fairest that year in his McGarry <laughs> yeah. medal year. So I wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't have got close to him, but uh, I wasn't far off second. Mm. And uh, there might have been a nice little bonus in there for coming second. Oh, is there? Yeah. Nice. But I uh, yeah, missed about four games because I, I, I was spewing for one of them because it was a a trial game against, like, North Adelaide's reserves team. So it was a game that meant absolutely nothing. But it meant that I couldn't play for Glenelg on the weekend. See,
1: that's tough because I would have thought that in terms of your development, um, playing a league game for the Bays, league side, would have been probably a better spot for you to be than playing a bit of a practice match against North's twos.
3: Well, that's why we were a bit agitated mm. about it, Hazy. Did I, you fight back, did you? Oh, we asked the question for that exact reason. Like, yeah. What are, what are you going to get more out of? And
1: for match fees, etc. cetera.
3: <laughs> yeah, but, uh, anyway, not to be, but um, yeah.
1: Not to be. All right. Get that text line or keep it buzzing. 0427-154-166. A big shout out as well to our good friends at Toyota. Toyota Genuine Service ensures your Toyota vehicle receives expert car and attention from our trained technician. Um, top of 24 degrees across Adelaide today. It's going to be showery with a possible thunderstorm, although you wouldn't know it right now. Gorgeous conditions. I like to live in the moment, so I'm going to wear a singlet for the rest of the day.
3: Yeah, sun's out for sure. Uh, did you just guess the weather then like you usually do? No. <laughs>
1: no, I had a sheepish look on my face, but I was you looking did. up at the monitor up there. I okay. think it's 24 degrees. All right, no worries. <laughs> All right, goodbye.
0: <laughs> Toyota Genuine Accessories, designed to integrate with your Toyota.
1: This
2: is Saturdays in SA. With Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs.
1: I mean, it's sunny as we speak, but it's going to turn quite harshly. According to the weather experts, there's going to be more showers and there could be a few thunderstorms this afternoon, Gibbsy. So just get set for that, I reckon.
3: No more thunderstorms, please. I've got a wedding today, one of my best mate's weddings. So hopefully uh, the storm can blow over pretty quickly.
1: Whereabouts the wedding? Uh, It's here in the city. Which part of the city?
3: Uh, Just over there somewhere. What do I wear? Uh, yeah, I might be able to get you into the after party Yes,
1: give me a god, I love a wedding
3: And just before we go into our, our sports wrap and a bit of footy chat uh, Can you just lift, please? Oh. We're in the second hour Can you keep the moaning to a,
1: a minimum? <laughs> Nonetheless, let's do this
2: <laughs> All
1: right. So what happened there was sometimes the uh, system can lag a little bit I know what you're thinking, Gibbs You're thinking a good trader never blames his tools Well, guess what? Good trader doesn't buy shit tools. You're blaming so, the technology again. I bet your sweat ass. I am. You've got
3: one job, and that's to click the mouse button.
1: Oh right. <laughs>
3: you can't even do that.
1: How confident is Bryce since he delivered an award-winning World Cup preview? <laughs> He's just out of control. Is the World Cup on? All right. Uh, you take it from here, Bryce. You're going to anchor us for the rest of the show.
3: <laughs> I know how to work a mouse. <laughs> <the hot> <laughs> <tip>. <laughs>
1: you do know how to work a mouse. The man you knows how to work a mouse. What can we say? Uh, Sports wrap, let's go through a few headlines. Tasmania to gain a 19th AFL licence. This has been in the mix for a long time. So Tassie's government and the AFL have reached an in-principle agreement on commercial terms of the state's bid for a 19th licence. But the timeline around a final decision remains unclear. It's going to happen. So that's what we know, that they're in these sort of discussions. Eventually, at some stage, and who knows when this is going to happen, but Tasmania will have an AFL side. This is really cool.
3: Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, And... Uh, they, they've got the stadiums all sorted, I think. Mm, they've, or they, they've got something.
1: They've got a design, yeah, sort of in in uh, focus and all those types of things. But AFL boss Gil McLaughlin and Tassie Premier Jeremy Rockliffe announced the agreement on Friday in Hobart, describing it as great step forward. Tassie Government's funding commitment includes twelve million per year over twelve years, plus sixty million towards a high performance and administration complex. There you go. There you go. McLaughlin indicated an announcement on Tasmania's bid was close but wouldn't specify a time frame or commit to sealing the deal before his tenure as chief executive finishes at the end of the year. He's got a lot of things that I no doubt from it personally that he'd like to tick off before he leaves. Um, it's been a very, very good run for Gil McLaughlin and this will be another little feather in his cap. It's a pretty feathery cap.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And what a great result for, for Tasmania. They're, they're such a, a proud footy state, and to to get the 19th license for an AFL side, it'd be absolutely terrific, and maybe we throw it to the text line on 0427 154
1: Tasmanian name, what, what are we going to call them? I reckon the Tassie Devils. <laughs> That's the obvious one, Real isn't it? Real
3: just obvious.
1: The Tasmanian Devils. What do you think? Uh, well, Jack Jumpers is out, obviously. Uh, that was second on my list. <laughs> Jack Jumpers. i going to scribble that out. A lot of people, if you still don't understand what a Jack Jumper is, it's a specific ant which is quite common down in Tasmania. So it's it's an ant, a Jack Jumper, a little Tassie Jack Jumper.
3: Do they jump, mm-hmm. obviously? I think they jump. They got, uh, they got hops.
1: And they're ants. Um, oh, they're basketball so team. Jack Jumpers are out. Devils is probably out. Um,
3: well, the Devils are uh, the cricket side.
1: They're the. Are they oh the yeah, Tassie Devils. Are they the Tassie Devils? Oh, I think so. Not really sure. Probably. Um, so there you go. Tassie. Tazzy don't Tassie tit mice. I don't know. They... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Titans. The, the
3: Tassie Tassi Titmice.
1: What do you think? The Tassie Titans. Yeah, that's pretty solid. I don't yeah. mind that. Has it got to be a double? Is it got to be a TT? I
3: think it's going to flow like that, doesn't it?
1: No, mm. oh, maybe not. Because who saw the Gold Coast Suns back in the day?
3: Uh, the weather did up no, on the Gold Coast.
1: Makes sense to be a sun. Give us a name for Tasmania. What do you reckon? Oh four two seven one five four one double six. A short list. The Tasmanian titmice. So we'll go from there. Are
3: they? Uh, are they f-
1: profound around Tasmania? Are they the titmice? I think so. I think yeah. that's where you go uh, to find uh, titmice. So Would it makes sense. Mm. Good friends with the jack jumpers. Yeah, let's swiftly move on from that.
3: We've had a shocker there. Yeah,
1: AFLW, Brisbane are through to the big dance. After they beat our Crows girls last night, Brisbane's forward stars, Jesse Wardlaw, Dakota Davison, and Courtney Hodder, very good. Fortunately for the Crows, they just weren't in it at all. So, um, look, if you're watching last night, there were just patches where so many inside 50s and so much uh, domination past the centre to get Brisbane into the forward line, they just couldn't finish off. And you thought, well, eventually this is going to open up, and it did. The Crows are never in it. Brisbane, were a much better side. uh, But still, it's a very good season for the Crows. I've had a few injury interruptions along the journey. So to make a prelim final, one game outside of making it to the big day, which would have been remarkably their fifth grand final in a competition that's only been around for seven years. Just ridiculous. Uh, But look, I still think the future looks good for the Crows because a lot of their younger players are still starting to emerge. You've still got... They're best players as well. Chelsea Rounder can still go for another few years. Uh, Ed Baranoff and Anne Hatchard are young. They might have seven or eight years left. They mightn't have even peaked yet. So they're good star players who are driving them, uh, potentially still about to hit their prime, and they'll be able to recruit well. We know that.
3: Yeah, certainly. They're certainly a destination club, aren't they? But uh, it was pretty much over at halftime, this game. Uh, and Brisbane probably could have, as you said, won by a lot more. But... Um, yeah, they still will be around the mark, I think. Is is this little dynasty over, though, do you think?
1: It's a good one, isn't it? Um,
3: teams are, like, they've been such a good team for a long time and have set the bar across the competition for a number of years now. Now that teams have, uh, are they catching up to them a little bit?
1: I don't know. It's, it's hard to tell, isn't it? I don't I don't think it's absolutely over. I mean, I, I dare say right now, purely based on their demographic, that they're in the window now for the next two or three years. But it could be the difference as to who they top up with, etc. Uh, but no, I'd be very bullish that they're going to be around this mark at least for next year. And the only thing is, there, yeah, there was a big difference between... This wasn't a close game last night. This was... Brisbane are obviously the minor premiers for a reason. So Brisbane will go into the grand final next week as the absolute favourites. But no, yeah. I'm still very bullish that the Crows are in a nice little sweet spot. So watch this space. Uh, Ben Simmons was looking more like his old self for the Nets. uh, They beat Portland Trailblazers. Damian Lillard, 109 to 107. Simmons racked up his first double-double for the Nets. He had 15 points, 12 rebounds and 7 assists. um, Coming off the bench, he then fouled out with just seconds remaining in the fourth quarter. It was the second straight game the 26-year-old posted double figures in the scoring column, having recorded single-digit scores in his first nine games of the season. So we spoke about this during the week, and at one stage I kind of went on a bit of a rant and said, well, how long is it going to take him before, especially as well when you're starting to get comments and people saying, it looks like he's disinterested. He was very, very good. And we're all hoping that Ben Simmons can turn around and return to that all-star status that he was before he got to the Nets. And eventually, we hope that he plays for the Boomers. But in the meantime, hopefully he can find himself again and play some good basketball.
3: Yeah, we do hope so. And maybe just the the pressure's been taken off him a little bit by coming off the bench. And, I mean, he's still playing starters' minutes, but, uh, you know, he's plus minus. uh, So that means when when he's out on the court, the team were plus 13 points, which is uh, is a, a great stat. And we know how well he is defensively and, and certainly helps helps the, the Nets in, in that space. Uh, he's not going to be a 35-point scorer. We know that. But uh, he went from six from six from the field. So hopefully he can continue playing good basketball because we'd like to see our, our
1: Aussies doing well. Spot on we do. The Aussies take on the Poms today from 150 for game two of the ODI series. Of course, you can hear every ball right here on SENSA. Pat Cummins has reportedly begun a campaign to heal the apparent divide in Australian cricket between current players and the nation's greats. So via the Sydney Morning Herald, they report that Cummins met with Adam Gilchrist this week in what is expected to be the first of a number of meetings to cool any potential tensions. There is a massive divide because uh, one of their absolute key pillars in the greats is Justin Langer, uh, who was effectively forced out by the current group of players. So of course there's going to be a divide. According to the publication, current Cricket Australia players and staff believe that there is an agenda against the team since Justin Langer was pushed out the door in Feb. A number of grades, including Gilchrist, the late Shane Warne and Matthew Hayden, went into bat for Langer when he was offered only a six-month contract renewal, which he turned down. More recently, Australia's failed T20 World Cup campaign has reopened the door to discussion about Langer's messy departure. There's a bit going on behind the scenes, uh, but clearly I think we can all understand and see, even from the outset, that there is a genuine divide between the current Australian setup and some of the absolute greats.
3: Yes, a few politics involved in this one, and look, we don't like to see it, because it only just distracts everyone away from the common goal, and, and that's winning cricket games. And when there's uh, a bit of a fracture within, within a team, uh, it doesn't end too well, usually. So hopefully they can get on top of it and, and knock it on the head because this is just this is just not what you need no, in a uh, team all. environment.
1: Absolutely not. Gives you 2005. We're going to jump back. We're going to jump into the time vault and go to 2005. Uh, from a sporting sense, your iconic memories, of course, it was John Aloisi getting us into the World Cup, that outstanding coverage, that iconic moment in Australian soccer. But everything else that comes with 2005, for example, via the text line. In 2005, Bryce was snorkeling his body weight in Guava Vodka Cruisers. (laughs) Yeah, he shouldn't have been, though, because he was underage.
3: Yeah, the things you do when you're you're a young pup, hazy. Mm. We had this thing. I don't know if people know snorkel. You know what snorkel is, don't you? A snorkel? Yeah.
1: In terms of uh, a way to drink the...
3: A way to drink a cruiser?
1: To drink a delicious Guava Cruiser. Yeah, but take us through it.
3: So instead of sculling a drink, which, again, we don't promote this behaviour, but...
1: Well, if we do, we encourage people to scull beverages responsibly.
3: Correct. Correct. So Guava cruisers were the big hit coming through uh, my high school years, through that 2005 era. Uh, so you, we would get a, a cruiser and put a bendy straw in oh. the top of it, bend the straw over, and then tip it up and scull it. And the straw whips the air out and just makes it go down the gullet a little bit quicker.
1: just a bit of a smoother transition. Yeah. From bottle to belly. Yes. Very good. Uh, Second part of this text as well, and sneaking into the grand through the side door.
3: (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Well, uh, obviously, we mentioned before, 2005 was uh, the time that I was uh, debuting for Glenelg, so Mm -hmm. rubbing shoulders with a, a bit of an older crowd. And uh, Saturday night, post a, uh, a great win down at uh, Glenelg Oval, might have moseyed on down to the Glenelg uh, precinct there, and yeah. uh, snuck into the grand. All the boys used to create a big uh, big huddle, and I was the little underage bloke in the middle of them, trying to sneak in. And Sad right. It worked a, a few times, which was uh, which was a, a, a huge learning experience for me, Hazy, but uh yeah, the Grand. Geez, it used to pump on a on a Saturday, Sunday night. Actually, met my wife, Lauren, at uh, at the Grand. That's really, way back, uh, way back when.
1: Wow, we there so, you go. Uh,
3: yeah, we had uh, we had some fun back in the day. I
1: bet you did. Uh, this one, text five oh four two seven one five four one double six. Good morning to you, Mike. Uh, he said, "Boys, gold tips were the go no 05. I Think Michael Clark. Um, yeah, absolutely. Remember, pup with his bleach blonde hair. He said, "I bet Hazy had some tips at some stage. He's that way inclined." Do you know, I'll dub yourself um, thank in you, too, Mike.
3: With the, with the blonde tips. My year, you got them. Year, year seven formal. I don't have really dark hair uh, and it's probably a little bit darker now than it was back when I was in year seven, but uh, my mum allowed me to get tips for the, the year seven formal oh, and you, you could not even see them. My hair was uh, a bit lighter then, so yep. it was just the trend and uh, yeah, I was the sheep and wanted to... Uh, do what everyone else is doing.
1: It was the trend at the time, but looking back now, you look like a young meth dealer. <laughs> yeah,
3: it was. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, wasn't that good? No, it
1: wasn't good <laughs> at all. Uh, Toyota Genuine Accessories, engineered for optimum performance, working with the vehicle as an integrated system. This is Saturday's in SA. Tommy Lyon, the absolute guru that puts this show together, is going to join us next. Welcome back, 0427 that is a text line, very busy this morning, thank you so much for the text, we'll get through all of them hopefully before 10.30, uh, this one from Brett, morning to you great man, it says, it sounds like Tommy has done a Terminator and robbed a hobo of his clothes on the way to work, well I can only assume that's exactly what has happened, Tommy joins us, Good morning to you Captain Hobo. Yes, well <laughs>
4: I'm actually a big advocate for reused clothes, you know, mm-hmm. you get some of the best stuff from the Vinnies. Sure. From, uh, you know, it's re- good for the environment as well. Mm. So, uh, you know, don't knock it till you try it, Hazy. Um,
3: What's good for the environment?
4: Recycling clothes. Oh,
3: okay. <laughs> just had to double check. That's all right.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I know what I'm saying. Um, unlike some other people this morning <laughs> who are uh, just brushing over weather facts and, you uh, Trying to bail on that segment as quickly as you could, Hazy. And that, and that was that's where the fun comes. This is you earlier this morning just um, bailing out of our break. Okay.
1: I think it's 24 degrees. All right. No worries. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> 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 I, ran I ran out of stuff to say. I didn't know what to say. I was out of everything. I'd already done the time. I'd already done the temp. I'd already plugged everything. I'd already done the bloody credits and everything. What should I have done, Tommy? Oh, my
4: God. Uh, n- that's the only thing you could have done, because that, that was fantastic. Bryce, does that remind you of anything?
3: Actually, now that you say it, Tommy, it does remind me of something. 90s TV show, maybe? Yeah. You are the weakest link.
1: Goodbye.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye.
1: There you go. A bit of nostalgia there, 90s TV shows. Yeah. what What were we as a youngster, what were you watching? Were you watching TV in the afternoon, or were you a morning-type operator? Because... There was two types of school kid, the one who would come straight home after school and be glued to the television, or the real nerds who would get up <laughs> nice and early before school and watch some cartoons, get their fix.
3: Yeah, I was more of the uh, the morning cartoon kid. I'd uh, get up early, put, uh, put the cheese TV on and yeah. uh, eat my wheat bix lathered in, uh, in sugar. Very yeah. good.
4: Yeah, Cheese TV, those boys, I think like a lot of those child, they were basically child stars. They were teenagers, yeah. I think, hosting that show. And then they just went down the gurgler, a bit of <laughs> drinking.
1: <laughs> the down fame the tra- got them. The fame got to them. <laughs> the fame got them. They got Cheese on them the TV. snorkels. So what? too much snorkeling. <laughs>
4: too much snorkeling. But you always remember that jingle, the Cheese TV.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, what shows? Uh, what shows within cheese Dave were we watching?
3: I uh, uh, Pokemon I think that was oh, the God the big hit oh, back nerd there. alert yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: nerd alert oh god yeah he, <laughs> this is of course he went on to play 265 of... AFL yeah. games it was a natural process wasn't it yeah, nerd it was, alert yeah,
3: Pokemon into a bit of Dragon Ball Z the Those
1: types of shows what the hell, the, the what, the is hell is, it, what, what even were
4: those shows That's what so the... interesting because I always you know Simpsons or Rocco's Modern Life Yes or, you know
1: Rocco's Modern Life that's a great one Just
4: there, I think there were two types of avid cartoon viewers, and I could never wrap my head around what is Pokemon even about? Dragon Ball Z? What what is Dragon Ball Z about?
3: Um, yeah, just. A <laughs> how, of... how did you lose your virginity? <laughs> I was more a Pokemon man yeah. than a, a Dragon Ball Z man. Oh, I... a, yeah, big yeah, uh, big Ash Catchem. Okay. Yeah.
4: When that app got,
3: got to catch them all, etc.
4: Oh my God! When that app came out. Did you down? You know when you those <laughs> n- those nerds walking around the city <laughs> trying yeah. to catch imaginary Pokemon?
1: <laughs> you know what I did? I did you oh, no. like, <laughs> really? I just had to see what it was all about. Yeah, oh, I just had to see what it, it was all about. I just I just wanted to try it for you know a good six weeks straight for six hours a day. I'm yeah,
3: st- I'm still doing it.
1: Oh, <laughs> gosh, don't let your son go down the. You that to cup, catch him all.
3: No, no, so,
4: uh, oh yeah. man,
1: wow. Okay, what That's did so you weird. watch, Hazy? Uh, I was a big Garfield fan. I got to be honest. There was a cartoon as well called Widget. Which was a little Would purple you, alien. Yep. Yeah. But Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah. And there's a Kiwi sort of uh, Australian and a Kiwi in it. That's yes. my memory. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Fish well, and chips and a Rocco, we've got to go get that. Like, <laughs> just endearing, though. Those Kiwi accents are so, lo- so lovely.
1: I was around the Twist operator yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, really, yeah. really good stuff. Um, and I was a big one for the um, game mm-hmm. show Amazing. Oh
4: yep. yeah, got To find the key, go for God's through.
1: sake, go through the maze. There's a key behind this one spot. Every time there was a key in the corner, and the bloody idiots would go they would yeah. always miss it. I know it's easy to play from home, but usually it was a key that unlocked the Game Boy as well.
3: Totally. And what were my what were Pringer Park doing? Why couldn't <laughs> they get? Why could they get on the show?
1: Bunch of morons. I was yeah. ready to go.
3: Right? Oh, so you, you did nominated you, your school? I did think you scored you? to nominate, yeah. and it was uh, that's how it worked. But. That was a, one of the greats. That was a
4: great show. Always oh, so frustrating yeah. where you see a 12-year-old or an 11-year-old can't find the key. Mm. They're stuck in a corner looking around. It's in the yeah. corner. <laughs> Everyone's you screaming hit. at him.
1: Get the game, boy. Um, all right, <laughs> yeah. coming up next, 2005. We'll take a trip down there as well, Tommy. A lot happened mm. back in 2005. How old were I you, did. by the way?
4: Yeah, I was your age, I reckon, Hazy. So ni- 18, 19?
1: 18, 19. Hang on, you were my age. Yes. Are we the same no, age? I'm
4: similar. You're a, I think you're a year or half a year older than me.
1: What year were you born? 85. Okay, this feels like an off-air conversation.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get to the news. Let's figure that out <laughs> and right. then we'll come back.
1: News time. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Toyota Genuine Accessories, designed to integrate with your Toyota.
2: This is Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes
1: and Bryce Gibbs. Yeah, coming to you live from SNSA studio, Lumo, One King, William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Oh boy, what some interesting oh characters just golly. went past the studio as well. I'm not sure what the theme was there, Gibbsy. Can you paint a bit of a picture?
3: Uh, yeah, uh, costumes of some sort. It looked mm. like a, uh, a leper or a, yeah.
4: some Dresser. sort of Irish just, setup.
1: Just to um, just to uh, jump in on that, when, when Gibbsy says a leper. It means a leprechaun. Yeah.
4: Leper, not There's in a, a religious sense. <laughs> There's
1: a big difference between a leper and a leprechaun.
3: Well, I was trying to, I was a bit stunned.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was uh... Leprechaun. Yep. Yeah. yeah well, the lepers said, <laughs> they're, leper.
4: they're the negative, negative Jesus things. No, that's
1: it. not what I meant. Yes. Someone with leprosy. Was... Anyway, let's oh, move on. okay. Yeah. 2005. Yeah. Uh, Tommy, you were 18, 19, just like all of you? us. Looking for love.
4: Yeah. Uh, An amazing time, 2005. We're talking about it because the the Soccer World Cup is coming up and we want to get in the mood for it because footy's over. So you find a way to get in the mood for new sports Mm. that do actually exist. And when I saw this, I was so excited. So this is when Australia first made it to the World Cup. Uh, No, second time they made it to the World Cup in 2005 because they were in the 70s, I think, the other time. John Aloisi. 2000. John,
2: here's Aloisi for a place in the you World Cup. He
3: yeah! scored!
2: Australia have done it! On! Come on! John Aloisi, the Confederations Cup hero, man! has done go it! The in the biggest game of all! Come on, Australia! <laughs> <Go> on, Australia! <laughs> <Go> on,
1: Australia! <laughs> the voices and comments in the background, commentating. Go the boys! <laughs> go, Australia! It's so good. That's just passion. I reckon everyone sort of, or maybe you remember, but uh, if you could just almost get a camera on everybody's lounge room that night, there wouldn't be too many people that in that moment stayed on their seat.
4: Yeah, it was epic. And the crowd, the vision of that stadium was just nuts. So jumping in the time capsule here, back in 2005, we're going to take a look back. The biggest brand of mobile phone in 2005 was Siemens.
1: Excuse me? Sorry,
4: the, the bigger. Have a look at the picture. So here's the biggest brand of mobile phones, Siemens, and it was just when they were getting the internet onto the phones. Tell me the
3: listeners can't see it.
4: So I'm, to, I'm asking you to have a look, so you can describe it. Those flip phones, they were all the rage. What else happened in 2005? Guantanamo Bay. That was that was a big thing. The prisoners okay. went on a hunger strike there. Um, unleaded petrol source to a record price of $1.16. Oh,
1: no. What will we do? Uh, Incredible.
4: The good old days. And this man was the president of America.
0: I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. Our enemies are innovative and resourceful, and so are we. They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people, and neither do we. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't work. Oh, Oh, that
1: doesn't give uh, Americans George peace w. of mind when George W. says something like that.
4: They haven't had a lot of peace of mind actually lately. The Americans.
1: Oh, ridiculous and then stuff!
4: Trump. What were you doing in 05, Bryce? What was happening in your life?
1: Just a bit of snorkeling.
3: Just a bit of snorkeling uh, <laughs> at the front of the Grand. No, uh, I, uh, as I said, I was in, I was 16, year 11 at Brighton High School. What? Um Debuted for Glenelg that year. Just, uh, just living life.
1: Yeah. yeah. Just doing your best. Just still my best. Two thousand five I was uh, rookie list at the Sydney Swans, telling other yeah. my mates, my schoolmates at Barry Hall was my best mate. Yeah, and, the, and he hated a, you. Yeah, he <laughs> probably didn't know my name, didn't even know who I was. I'm like, well let's call him I'm like nah nah nah. All he wants the day off. Don't worry yeah, about that. Yeah. Two thousand five though, in Sydney, good time to be alive I'm up there as well. Particularly when you're a youngster making twenty five grand a year yeah. as a full time footballer, still paying two hundred and ten dollars a week in rent. Real yeah. solid living, it was. Yeah,
4: it just can't But Though 25 grand back then with inflation now was probably 150 now. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't, we used to, Not so quite. Just, just on that as well, we used to, there's a bunch of rookies, and we used to sort of work it out, a bit of financial planning mm-hmm. that you could get through as long as everything stayed as it should be. Yeah. So you'd budget absolutely everything. And it happened to one bloke in particular, he had to borrow a whole heap of money from his parents. You get through, pay rents, and live reasonably normally. Obviously, you didn't have any luxuries. But if something happened like your car stuffed up and you had to drop sort of Mm. five or a thousand bucks randomly, as it sometimes does, you were absolutely financially in a lot of trouble. It happened to a couple of us. And that's what living off the rookie list was like back in the day, trying to chase a dream, which failed miserably.
3: Oh, But look... (laughs) And that's when you swings and roundabouts. That's when you go to your best mate Barry Hall and say, uh, "Hey, you're, you're on plenty. Can I uh, can I borrow five hundred bucks?
1: Hey, Hallie, can I borrow a thousand bucks?" And he says, "Get off my property. Who are you? I'm calling the police." Can't I say, off. "No, alright, Hallie. See, <laughs> you, <mate." laughs> see you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> see you, bros. See you, train tomorrow, bud. Train. I'll, I'll <laughs> let you in.
4: <laughs> <laughs> hop off my lap." Um, other things, two thousand and five. Chappelle Corby, she got her sentence, and the Bali Nine. My for some reason, this is a bit morbid, one of my main memories around Adelaide in 05 was: Do you remember the shark attack that happened near Glenelg? Oh. And there was there were two shark atti- shark attacks in succession. One uh, end of two thousand and four. One. In 05, and these uh, young guys who were out boating near Glenelg, just one of them got taken by a shark. And I, I've obviously got an obsession with sharks, and that's why I remember that.
3: Yeah, clearly. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Was that a West Adelaide footballer as well? Did that involve a West Adelaide footballer? Maybe. Sure.
4: Yeah, maybe. Sure. I know he, wasn't, he was. He was quite well known. Mm, there you go. Uh, a lot of songs. A lot of great songs in the charts. Um, particularly this one. This hit by Nickelback. Oh. oh.
2: Look at this photograph.
4: time I it makes me
2: laugh. But
4: take get it Tommy, so take this bitch. And what the hell is on Joey's head?
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Nickelback have got good songs. Yeah, it's such All a right?
4: contradiction is singing with such a gruff voice and then what the hell is on Joey's head? Yeah, and what is
1: that? What was on Joey's know. head apart from big giant dick? Just a <laughs> <laughs> bit? what about a bit of, what about a bit of, of Jesse McCartney back yeah. in the day? I don't want another pretty face. I don't yeah.
2: want just
1: anyone to hold.
2: I don't want my you ready, Bryce? Your turn. I want you and you your beautiful
1: soul. Yeah, <laughs> it is good. Not bad, not bad. Um, look, I was a young man as well at that time, and we were the same age. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, there's a lot going on in terms of hormonal things, yeah. and you're starting to get excited about things that maybe you weren't excited about. Um, three or four years earlier. Um, Nicole Scherzinger and the Pussycat Dolls didn't do those hormones any favours. Don't you
2: wish your girlfriend was hot like me? Yes,
1: Nicole, we did. We yeah, really, yeah. really, really did.
2: I was,
4: when I was hearing this yesterday, and the, the song I sing to that now is, Don't I wish my wife would notice me? <laughs> uh, she, she was on the com- immersed in the computer. I was trying to have a conversation with her, and she's like, yeah, yeah.
1: Go away. <laughs> go. Okay, Tom, go away. I'll see you at dinner time. The Pussycat Dolls, you'd be glued
3: to uh, Rage on a Saturday morning. Yes, watching Rage fil- was The Pussycat Dolls film clips. They yeah. Were, they went pretty well.
1: What was coming through your, God, what was it back then? What was coming through your Discman? Uh, all, s- all sorts. What about a bit, <laughs> a bit of bit gorillas?
3: Bit of, oh, gorillas, absolutely.
1: Yeah, that
4: was, this was an actual shame.
1: This was really cool. And even today, it's still reasonably cool.
4: Yeah. This was revolutionary. The first sort of cartoon band.
1: Yes. No, uh, no Jesse McCartney, but that's okay. No Pussycat Goals. I mean, I wasn't <laughs> Pussycat Dolls, rather. I certainly wasn't um, <laughs> yeah, yeah you certainly sort of had feelings some... with the gorillas like I was for the Pussycat Dolls, but still, good tune.
4: And you certainly had Pussycat Goals as well at the <laughs> time.
1: S- <laughs> certainly <laughs> did. <a> big puss. <laughs> I- <laughs>
3: Your cat, I'm talking about, Hazy. Of course. That yeah. in, of course. interrupts the big old our puss. Yeah. Of uh, course. Thursday night, uh, teams meeting. Yeah. Bit yeah. Big, weekly. A bit, a bit of an inside joke. Yeah. The big, the big puss just uh, lobs on the lap. Yeah, well, What's your cat's
4: name?
1: Uh, Houston. It's
4: Houston. He yeah, he yeah, interrupts every meeting.
1: Mm, he's very, very good. 2005, as well, <laughs> yeah. of course. Sydney Swans.
0: It's <laughs> moved on pretty quick, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. Well, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> we might
1: punch you out of there, but <laughs> there you go. It's 12 minutes past 10 o'clock. <laughs>
0: Toyota Genuine Accessories, designed to integrate with your Toyota.
2: This is Saturdays in SA, with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs.
1: Yeah, yes, and text line busy this morning, 0427 154 166. We are powered by Lumo Energy SA, and of course, a big shout out to our friends at Toyota. Toyota Genuine Accessories, engineered for optimum performance, working with the vehicle as an integrated system. Um, Good news coming through this morning as well, Gibbsy, of course, uh, over the last couple of days, that Tasey's going to get a licence. It's going to happen. This is something that's been threatening or people have hoping has been happening for years and years now. Waiting for an official announcement, but there's plans happening in the background for another AFL franchise. It's really, really good to see.
3: certainly is, and that's probably one of the reasons why Gil McLaughlin is hanging around a little bit longer. With uh, with something like this on the horizon, he wants to... uh, Make sure that gets all ticked off and approved before he leaves. And we spoke early before Tassie, a great, passionate football state. So to see them get the 19th AFL licence, we think it will be announced in the not too distant future.
1: Mm. Fantastic. Very good stuff. Uh, your boy Tip is back. McDonald, Tip Anthony McDonald, Tip, and Woody. Anthony, McDonald, Tip and
4: Woody play.
1: <laughs> hey, you know, you're doing some good things. You know, you're a cold hero when you get a song after you.
3: <laughs> good, so good, and great to see him back too because he's one of those players you go to the footy and, and get get your your money's worth watching because uh, he's an excitement machine. He's forward pressure, rah, big running, running from behind tackles and, and kicking uh, really miraculous X factor goals. So. It's, uh, it's going to be great to see him running around in an Essen and jumper again in 2023.
1: So all sorts of players obviously can become cult figures quite easily. But in particular, there's something that hits different about a good solid small forward. Isn't it? like a specialist small forward. I remember Stevie Milne back in the day. What an absolute icon he was for St Kilda supporters. Uh, but then you think of iconic players across the journey and right up the top, like right at the top might be, there's an argument to say that one of the most iconic players of all time was Eddie Betts.
3: Yeah, certainly. And from where he come from Thank as well. Was. Some of the... We all know how many pockets he has in uh, in each and every ground around Australia. But um, it was interesting with McDonald Tipperwoody too. He made the decision to come back into the AFL while he was travelling around Australia with his dog. He kept running into people uh, in in the community saying how much they'd uh, had an influence on his life by watching him play footy and and learning about his journey and uh, that's what made him think, maybe I need to to get back and and keep playing.
1: Well, I just, I always think of a situation like that, you're you're a hell of a long time retired. You don't come back after you retire usually and then who gets an opportunity to come back after a couple of years? Unless you're Liam Jones and you have a a year away and you come back and somehow sign a three-year deal, that's a different story. Um, so, look, maybe it was, I don't know, people in his ear and maybe it was a, a dose of perspective or maybe it was a just a bunch of people reminding him of why being in AFL football was so good. Obviously, he had his reasons as to why he'd had enough, but the game's better for having someone like Anthony McDonald Tippen Woody in it because he's just an excitement machine. From when he does speak in the media, he's an outstanding young man. Um, yeah, Essen would be absolutely cheering.
3: And to think, too, he, he got an opportunity because of the the supplementary scandal yeah. as well. So he probably wasn't on the radar and, and the radar and might not have got an opportunity if uh, if that uh, that scandal didn't happen. So he, he come into that side, made an impact and was rewarded with uh, contracts post all their players coming back.
1: Mm. Uh, all right. Not a good result last night for the Crows in the AFLW, knocked out in the prelim against the Brisbane Lions. Brisbane were absolutely on fire. So Brisbane are going to host as well uh, the AFLW Grand Final next week. That'll be at their new home base. So that'll be good for them. They'll have all the home ground advantage, uh, home state advantage, and they will go in as absolute um, red hot favourites as they should. Have the mine premiers for a reason. Fortunately, the Crows weren't really in it at any stage. Even from the start, they were. It just sort of felt like they were holding off what eventually was a genuine onslaught from the Lions. Um, But look, a prelim final in the same year as a premiership earlier this year. It's been a good year for the Crows. And look, I'm still very bullish that they're in a nice little window for the next three or four years at least to compete. So congratulations to the Crows. No doubt for Port Adelaide as well. They'll be hoping for better results. But um, first season in the competition, got a win under the belt. So good times ahead.
3: And probably could have won a couple more. They were involved in a couple of close games and probably... Due to some inaccuracy at goals, they they might have found themselves winning two or three games for the year. But uh, they'll they'll only absolutely improve on uh, on their first season in the AFLW Port Adelaide, and uh, no doubt will recruit well and get a few uh, talent young ladies in the draft as well.
1: Game two of the ODI series against England. You are interested? I mean, you've got a wedding today, so you wouldn't be watching anyway. But had you not had a wedding, would you be interested?
3: Uh, well, I didn't watch or listen to too much of the game when it was here in Adelaide only a few days ago, so um, probably not, uh, to be
1: fair. Yeah, I'll, I'll be keeping an eye on things. It's just this interesting little white ball dynamic in Australian cricket at the minute. There's so much international cricket. Obviously, I think we are still red hot on test cricket, and that's going to be an absolute uh, bumper this season when it rolls around, particularly when it's at Adelaide Oval, but I just wonder, we sat there last sort of few weeks analysing the T20 World Cup and said, well maybe it's just the T20 format but now, I mean the, the crowd, it was a Thursday and saying that as well, it was a random day to start it's the a series time, but it? they had to because it's Thursday then it's going to be Saturday and it's, there's going to be a couple of days in between each game or at least a day. Um, but look, you're interested in the ODI series against England as we speak. 0427-15416. There's a genuine, it's not a divide, it's probably just an oversaturation of international white ball cricket that's got people going, Well, not as invested as we once were.
3: Yeah, and it is sad. And you mentioned test cricket, absolutely. My my ears pricked up then, and I've got some mates coming over from Melbourne. To the Adelaide Test, so I'll certainly be interested in, in heading along and keeping up to date with that one. But yeah, you're spot on with the white ball format, whether it is T20 or or the, the one day one day games. It's just not what it used to be. Maybe if Michael Bevan comes out of retirement and gets back, put on uh, put on the Australian cap again or the the white um, legionnaires hat as he used to sometimes do in the outfield. There, um, mm. I might be interested. But uh, yeah, not that keen on on either of those formats as it sits at the moment.
1: Let's start a campaign let's get Michael Bevan back and get the interest back up in white ball cricket in this country. Uh, Toyota Genuine Accessories engineered for optimum performance, working with the vehicle as an integrated system. Big shout out to the good folks at Toyota. 23 minutes past 10 o'clock, top of 24 across Adelaide today right now. Gorgeous conditions in the city. But that is expected to turn. We're expecting some thunderstorms possibly a little bit later on. So um, Bryce, I hope you don't get that lovely suit of yours too wet today.
3: I'm sure I will. The weather's been strange. It has been lately. strange. So hopefully it uh, it just stays like this.
1: Mm. All right. Goodbye.
0: Toyota Genuine Accessories, designed to integrate with your Toyota.
3: This is Saturdays in
2: SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs.
1: Yes, and what a journey it's been this morning. Text line's been just absolutely bonkers. 0427 So thank you for everyone who's got involved this morning. Apologies to those who have missed, mm. but um, we'll do our best to get it next week. Tommy Lyons had a good day. Good, good on you, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs>
4: so thank you. Likewise, likewise to you, Andrew. A Really solid, um, tight, just yeah. tight. That's how bright. I describe it. Tight and bright. You, you got your good buys in there, so yeah. I, I really like that.
1: Uh, good stuff. Thank you, mates. Uh, big shout out to Luma Energy as well. We are powered by Luma Energy SA this morning. Gibbsy, uh, you got a big wedding on today.
3: Wedding festivities today, my good mate. Tim Phillips, might be your. Cousin. That's my brother. Actually. Any relation? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it should be a, a good day. Not, mm. not too often you get all your best buds in the one room having a good time.
4: Free alcohol?
1: Free booze. Uh, what could possibly go wrong? Uh, you'll drink responsibly, no doubt. Mm. What's on for you today, Tommy? Uh,
4: you know when you get so tired from working so hard you just want to lie down? That's what I'm doing.
1: Oh, I'm really? Just gonna,
4: yeah, just have a and then I might play around a round of golf.
1: Oh, there you go. You're saying you've been carrying the show. Is that what you're saying? Feels like it. It's a
4: lot of weight. (laughs) All
1: right, catch you this time next week. Enjoy the rest of your day. Possible thunderstorm a little bit later on. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.